James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. Welcome to another one of the timeout series of the Buckets and Beards podcast. And tonight we are talking bad all-star picks. We certainly are. It's uh, it's it's all-star weekend's just been and gone. It was trash as always, but that's a story for another day. But we thought we'd have a look at some of the, I guess bad picks or just unusual selections just, for the All-Star Games. I reckon it's just picks that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think like, whoa, this guy was an All-Star or or something along those lines. Um, as this is something that like we would just talk about sitting on the couch watching the NBA on a Saturday or a Sunday. Exactly. Um, it's, it's that sort of thing. And I think this has gotten a lot better like back in the 90s and the 2000s, especially when they had to have a designated center. Yeah. There was a lot of questionable picks. There was some trash yeah, picks. Questionables, sure. questionables. But um I think it's important to know that for a long period of time the Orsars were selected by the fans entirely. Then with Yao Ming coming into the league, they opened up the vote in Mandarin, so there was a lot of international votes. And now they've changed the structure to try and counter counteract a few of these sorts of things. Yeah, but that's getting technical, and we're not all about that on our show. No, we're not, but it's just worth noting how <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, works. I know, I know. Um, so why don't, why don't you throw us off there with your first one that you thought was a questionable all-star pick? So I'm going to go controversial straight off the bat, purely because we're going with a young Michael Jordan. 1985-86 season, he was 22 years old. He was selected... As a starter, my issue with this is that Jordan only played 18 games that season and he only played three games before the All-Star break because he broke his foot. And you beat me to it. I was I had Michael Jordan down on my list as well, but no. Uh, 18 games for the season, three games back just before the All-Star, getting named a starter. Um, Doesn't make sense. No. As, as, as great as he is and was... You can't be an all-star when you've only played a handful of games. Yeah, like you, you need to be having a high-quality quali- season to be considered an all-star. You would have thought so. Yeah, so look, respect to that decision. That was a questionable call. Yeah, who else you got? Um, my first one would be from 2007. Okay. And it was an injury replacement, so okay. not necessarily picked an all-star, but came in as a replacement. Um, came in from Europe, and you might remember this guy, but his name was Mehmet Okur. I do indeed. Played big for the Jazz. From, he was yeah, a big fella. Used to be able to knock down some shots. Yep. Straight five. Um, the, jazz would, the Jazz were pretty hot that year. Um, like, didn't really go anywhere in the playoffs, but... Um, he averaged. He was averaging eighteen points, seven rebounds, two assists yeah, as right. an All Star. So, not really the most flashy player going around. Like normally, you think of All Stars, you think of big athletic players, other than, other than Joker, obviously. But Memento Kerr, he wasn't even as athletic as Joker is. He was. He was more your just stereotypical Euro big man. 
Yeah, he really was. Yeah. So that that to me is just a questionable. No, I'm with you. I got, uh, I'm with you there. And and another questionable big man selection is Yao Ming from 2010-11. Another injury. Another injury. One from you. Yeah. So he was picked as a starter, and he only played five games for the whole season. Yeah. Like, so, come on, this is ridiculous. You, you, as we said, like picking somebody who hasn't barely played is is a joke. It's an absolute farce. So, um, then, and that was then, that was towards the later end of his career as well, when he was really having those foot and ankle foot, issues, foot and ankle yeah. injuries. Kept on breaking that one bone in his foot, um, and it was so weak he'd he'd literally break it walking. Yeah, and look, he was twice voted like the highest vote getter uh, for for All Star selections, um, and he was the starting center in all eight seasons that he was in the league. Yeah, so. Um. A guy who I remember from uh, the noughties was uh, Wally Zerbiak. Oh, that's a blast from, from the past. He, this is from when he was at the Timberwolves, but he was a great role player. Like, yes. Role player is shots. the right word. He was a role player um, on a team that wasn't winning many games in the early 2000s. So for him to get selected... Um, by the coaches. So he wasn't voted in as a starter by the fans or anything like that. The coaches saw enough in Wally Zerbiak to put him on the bench of an all-star game. He was averaging 19 points, a bit over five rebounds, three assists, and under one steal a game. Yeah, look, not a great selection. Was that just the low quality of the West at that time? or Surely. 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 There has to be some reason behind him getting a role on the bench in an all-star game. Yeah, there, there's no other question about yeah. it. it. It kind of brings to mind, I don't remember the year, so you'll have to forgive me, but I think it was about 2017 when Atlanta won every game they played in January yeah. and their starting unit was picked as the bench for the all-star team in the yeah. East. Ridiculous. You look at that and go, no, nah, this is trash. Um, my next one is another big name player. Uh, and I'm kind of gonna, just going to link two together here, so bear with me. No, no, you're right. But in 2018, 2019, the commissioner made an alteration to the All-Star game where Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki were both picked in the East and the West, respectively, Yep. as honorary players, essentially. So it was their final seasons in the league, Dwayne was 37 and it was his 13th All-Star appearance and Dirk was 40 and it was his 14th All-Star appearance. So they were both picked as reserves by the commissioner. It was a bit of a send-off. It was, was, but they weren't having good seasons. Like Dirk was averaging seven points in 15 minutes that season Um, and and Wade was a shell of the player that he was. And I feel like that comes back to the all-star game just being a joke and the commissioner trying to get interest back in the game. Absolutely. Like they've got to do something and this was an attempt to, to achieve something for sure. Yeah. All right. My next one, I'm going all the way back to 94-95 season. 94-95. aging 31-year-old Piston, Joe Dumas. Joe Dumas, right. Yeah. Was selected as a reserve... Um, but he was having his worst season in the NBA 
since he was a rookie. Right. He was in a shooting slump, shooting 43, 30, and 81. Okay. So 30% from three. Um, and like since he, the mid-80s, first se- worst season he'd had since the mid-80s. Like they he are was not impressive. Struggling. But for some reason, just it was his fifth all-star appearance, aging superstar. Not really, not really a superstar. He's not aging, really, yeah. aging star. Not a yeah. superstar, aging star. But um, yeah, he was value was like 1.4 wins. Look, he was a great player for Detroit in that era but yeah. yeah he was not a superstar by any stretch yeah and so yeah he he was voted in not sure why look another player from that era and I will, I will admit sorry I just cut you off no, but you go. Uh, I did chuck that one in there because uh, that was one that I wasn't going to include but then I realized the rest of my guys are centers so I didn't want to have I didn't want to have the rest of them as centers so I thought I'd just Chuck in Joe, and um, because when you when you're in a shooting slump and you're probably having your worst season since you were a young kid, like you shouldn't shouldn't be an also. Yeah, look, if it makes you feel any better, the rest of my players are guards, so we, at least we balance each other okay, out. Okay, okay, that makes me feel a bit better. Yeah. But look, yeah, like I was saying, Dumas was fantastic in that Detroit team, and he certainly played his role. But he wasn't a superstar, and all star, mm, yeah, maybe not. The next person on my list is an absolute legend of the game. Everybody knows his name. Everybody knows his smile. Magic Johnson. Magic. Magic Johnson. Was this uh, in his comeback after the 91-92. AIDS, AIDS saga? No, so this is 91-92. And this is off the back of him announcing that he was HIV positive and that he wasn't going to play anymore. And he was voted in as a starter. In the West. Right. So his value wins, which was one of the things we look at when we're doing this, was zero because he didn't play a single game. Yeah, right. So I do remember that game and it was actually one of the most fun all-star games to watch because you had Michael and Magic going at each other and chirping at each other and it, it was a lot of fun and it was what the game is missing at the moment. It was competitive but to not play a single game and get picked as a starter is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure he actually won the MVP in that game too. Just putting that out there. Yes, I I have seen a documentary yeah. about if that. If you I'm have, a, sure. it's actually yeah, it's it's a good fun um, game to watch. About yeah, the documentary about Magic's life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, my next one. Yeah, I don't even think we can class this guy as a star. So he's a player. He's a player. He's an NBA player. Had, okay. a, had a long career in the NBA. So was actually, he, no, actually, I don't even think he had that long of a career. But bit of a journeyman, like bounced around a few clubs? Yeah, or? Yep, yep, bounced around a bit. But in 2004, he was playing for the uh, Hornets Okay. Um, in the Western Conference, and he was averaging 12 points, nine rebounds, one assist, and one block per game. And he right. was voted in by the coaches. And like just, just for reference here, this is when the West had Kevin Garnett... Dirk Nowitzki, Shaq, Timmy Duncan. So some legitimate legit superstar centers and big men. Yep. But Jamal McGlure got <laughs> voted in by the coaches. Really? Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably some people listening to this who are like, Jamal who? Yeah, there'd be so many people who won't know. He was who a that big, is. doofy, I think he was like seven foot one, seven foot two. Like he was just. But that was back in that era where. 
every team had two or three big men because you had to compete with Shaq. Yeah. You had to compete with Duncan. And they would just go in there and use their fouls. But to be an all-star... To be, be an all-star averaging 12 points. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. No, look, he averaged 12 more points than Magic did when Magic was voted yeah. in. So. Yeah. All right, fair. All right. We're going with another point guard. And again, he's probably in like the top five point guards of all time. Like if I asked you, Foss, who are your top five point guards of all time? What are some names that come to mind? Oh, God. Um, Magic. Magic, John Stockton. Stockton um, Iverson. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Um, I'd probably even put Kidd up there. <clears throat> no. I know Anywho. you wouldn't, but I would. No, look, Jason Kidd was an amazing player. He was. He's just a trash coach. That's all it is. Um, but We're you not talking it. about coaching. We're no, but you nailed it. Allen Iverson. In two, oh, really? th- 2009, 2010, 34 years old, his 11th All-Star appearance, he'd just gone. So he was at Memphis to start the season. He played uh, three games with the Grizz and then retired and then came out of retirement and re-signed with Philadelphia and played 25 games there before, again, having to leave the team for family and personal reasons, but he was voted in as a starter. And like that comes down to the the, the voting system at the time. Correct. Like he was easily my favorite player, if not one of them he, during his time in the noughties. And he, so he I can was, see it. He was the bad boy. He was the bad boy. He was the little fella. Yeah. And look, he, he absolutely voted in on, on popularity look, and reputation. I, I might've even voted for him. He was only averaging 13.8 points per game, which was yes, the lowest of his career because it was the last season his of his season, career. His season, his career was done at that oh, point. Oh, it was. It was. His body was breaking down. His attitude wasn't right no, for teams not. because he wanted to be the star still. But um, they didn't, people, teams didn't need him to be the star. Exactly. Um, but that's fair. Like, And I think that's going to lead quite well into mine. So mine's another center. Yep. From 2001, playing for the Kings in the West. So 12 points, eight rebounds, bit under three assists, one steal, one block. And this was an injury replacement. Not great numbers. Can you guess who it was? Kings. Look, we did talk about downstairs, so I've got a few ideas. But yes. I'm just going to throw a few other random names out there. And it's not C-Web. It's not C-Web. Okay. It's Vladi. It is. It is Vladi Divac. Um, Not going to lie, but couldn't, couldn't think of any other centers for Sacramento. So look, he still did the job for the Kings back in '01. Um, he was an aging player, but his longevity in the league. Um, but like, I'm pretty sure he was like in his mid 30s at that point, probably. Um, and he's still putting up 12 and eight. Um, obviously, minutes de- decreased, but injury replacement, like. I think I think that just comes down to the selection process. Like they had to have a center in there. Yeah. So if yeah. someone was injured, he had to come in. And that's the thing you've seen with this year's selections that in in the Eastern Conference with Embiid, who is genuinely at center, injures his knee, can't play. Trey Young's his replacement, yeah. point guard. Yeah. So I do like that change to the rules where it's the next best player that steps in, yes. not just a player at that. Yeah. Position. And that's that's why um, some of these players. Uh, like are, are centers a lot of them are centers I'll admit um, 
But you look in that team already that in the West, you already had Carl Malone, Shaq, David Robinson, KG, Duncan, Rasheed Wallace, Chris Webber, um, Antonio McDyess already dude. on that list. So they're scraping the bottom of the barrel Absolutely to, to get somebody into that injury replacement spot. Absolutely. But that is an absolutely perfect segue into my very last selection. And that is because Vladi Divac was traded for the player that I'm selecting next. Not Kobe. 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 Yes, sir. Your favorite player of all time. Yes, sir. So quick history lesson. Kobe was actually selected with the eighth pick in the draft by the Charlotte Hornets and traded immediately to the Lakers for Vladi Divac. And there might have been some other garbage thrown in, but that's essentially the deal. So in 2014, 2015, Kobe was 36 years old. It was his 17th All-Star appearance, which in itself is absurd. LeBron has just set the record at 20 All-Star appearances. Again, absurd. But... For Kobe, at this point in his career, like he tore his Achilles at the end of 2012, 2013. In 2013, 2014, he fractured a bone in his knee. And in 2014, 15, he'd only played 35 games because of a torn rotator cuff. Kobe was legit. Like he tore his Achilles, got up, shot his free throws, and then still walked off the court. Like the and when dude asked was, if he wanted a wheelchair, he said, F Paul Pierce. And you know what? It's just another reason to love him more (laughs) because it's true. You hate Paul Pierce. I really do. I really do. I'm not even going to pretend that I don't. But look, Kobe, yes, one of my favorite players of all times. But again, in that situation, not deserving as a starter in the All-Star game. Yeah. Like, it's one of those injury ones where the fans get him over the line. Um, And was he a starter? Did you say? Yeah, he was voted as a starter. So I'm going for one where it's players that don't deserve it based on what they've done that season. Yeah. Whereas I think some of yours are are more looking at the statistical side of things. So it's actually really interesting to see the difference. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the angle I'm coming from. Um, And my next one is a journeyman around the league and was a very serviceable player on a lot of teams. Not Detlef Skrempf, but he could have been on this list. Just throwing it out there as a player Um, that we don't talk about. But yeah, we don't talk about old Skrempfy. Yeah. I don't know whether anyone has ever called him old Scrampy. They but do now. They do now. The um, only reason I bring him up is because he was actually one of the coaches for the yeah. rookie game. Um, but in at age of 27 for the Clippers, in his first All-Star appearance. And only All-Star appearance? One and only All-Star. As a reserve injury replacement. Even I know who this is. Is the Cayman. Big gumpy Big white Chris boy. Cayman. But he replaced Brandon Roy, so a big man for a point for a guard. I tell you what, though, and this is going to need to be a topic for another time that episode. Man, B. Roy was legit. His career was crippled by his knees, but he was an amazing player when he oh, was healthy. He he would have been up there with the best of all time, like D Wade and all that sort of stuff he, at, that, at that position. If yeah, he, if his injuries hadn't ruined, it, derailed very, his career, very similar. He's already like coming off two two knee injuries coming into the NBA. Yep. So, but you are totally getting off topic. Yes, um, Chris Kamen, uh, eighteen points, nine rebounds. Not horrible numbers. Not horrible numbers. Um, but 
in a stacked West at that yeah. time as well. Like, um, what year did you say? It's nine ten. Okay. Okay. But he, he's not that explosive all-star caliber player that you're thinking. He looks like a yeah. used car salesman. Yeah, he, he does. Like, especially... Oh, he looked like um, he came from the Hills Have Eyes with that long hair he had <laughs> yes. back in the day. Um, but, yeah, just picked up picked by the coaches as a reserve because um, I, I guess they needed a big fella. They must I don't have. know. But he, he's not somebody who you like... Oh, the, I actually... It was probably because the Clippers were doing well because I think... They would were, were decent that year. They they might have been. Yeah, but that was a while back. I'm not. I'm not going. Oh yeah, Chris Kamen, all star. Yeah, sick. no, it doesn't. You you think you go Timmy Duncan and you go, how many all star games did that do play? Like forty two, but you look at Kamos and you're like, no, never an all star. Yeah, no. Same with Jamal McGlure. Yeah. Um. Is that all yours done? That's me done. That's you done. That's my list. I've got, I've got a. I've, now see, it's because I've I, got one more. It's because I, I combined D Wade and you Dirk. did. You did I, I combine two. So I'll, I'll double up here and I'll just finish this off. Um, but this is one guy who everybody loves to hate. Paul Pierce, no, or is that just Paul me? Pierce. That's just you. Okay. Um, I Jason Kidd. I oh, know that's just me as well. That's just you as well. Um, who else do you love hating? Like, come on. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I'll we talked about this in one of our uh, weekly episodes about we should talk about who we who we, most, who we rip on but... the most. Who was yours? Oh, I can't even remember. I will have to listen to the app again because I can't remember. Um, but uh, coming out of Duke, playing in JJ the '92 um, Dream not Team. JJ Reddick. It's not the night. They're not JJ. Is there a documentary about this particular there is a There is a 30 for 30, if you haven't seen it, ESPN 30 for 30. And, and is it, it all It's called... actually called um, Everybody Hates Christian Leitner. Because everyone everybody hates, hates Christian, Christian Leitner. I don't know, like, obviously, we're not in America and that sort of stuff. So I'm not sure why everyone hates him. Cause... Because he was selected on the 92 Dream Team instead of Shaq. Yeah, and maybe you should talk into your microphone. Oh, my bad. So he was picked in the 92 Dream Team instead of Shaq. That's why everybody hates Christian Leitner. Yes. No, that's they hated him before that. Yeah, but he was a pretty. pretty they hated him in at Duke. He was Every, a pretty big, arrogant. He, schmuck. he hit. He hit some big shots in the college basketball, and that's when the hatred started. I think the thirty and then 30. getting on getting on the dream team yeah. made it worse. And the fact he came into the NBA and was just a role player, if that, if that, made it even worse. No, I think he was pretty arrogant in college, and like you say, he did hit some big shots, and Duke were very successful, so it's, you know, you hate on that sort of tall poppy but, syndrome. Yeah. But 97, he was playing for the Hawks uh, after getting traded from Minnesota. Um, he was in the East, 18 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal. Um, coach's choice. Chris Kamen numbers. Yeah, Chris Kamen's numbers. But, um, yeah, made the All-Star game. Over Chris Webber. Yeah, that's a mistake. And I'm like, okay. See, Webber is another one of those underrated power forwards that because of the era that he played in with Malone and Timmy D and these guys, probably didn't get the kudos that he deserved. Yeah, so Christian Leder, I just... He was a serviceable player. Yeah. But his career never really took off in the NBA. No, absolutely. Um, and for the, as hyped as he was and hated it playing at Duke... It just, yeah, never took off. But look, they're not horrible stats, but they're not all-star stats. They're definitely not and all-star stats. And I'm coming stats. at it from that stats point of view. No, I do like your statistics. Um, 
But that's just some that we found that we were like, whoa, okay, that player was an all-star. Um, not sure why. But I think that brings us to the end here, George. Yeah, look, there's just one more person we're going to throw in just for funsies, and that's Paul Pierce, who was a 10-time All-Star and didn't deserve it once. (laughs) And on that note, I'm done. Peace. All right. So make sure uh, you jump on social media and we'll have a post up in the next couple of days once we post this. And we'll we'll want to hear what you think. Who do you think should never have been made an All-Star um, in Paul your Pierce. eyes. Paul Pierce. And if someone says Paul Pierce, you will be George's favorite fan forever. 100%. All right. Peace. Peace. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.